Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey guys, it's your girl Autumn Miles. Uh, I I've got a fascinating book that we're going to talk about today. I'm going to save you the PSAs. Besides this, I do want you guys to go and subscribe to um, my podcast. A lot of you guys are like, ah, I missed the show. Where can I find it? Most of the shows are on podcasts, and this one will definitely be on on uh, the podcast. I have two guests today. They have co-authored a book, which I love. This is a father-daughter duo. They have co-authored a book called Escape to Freedom, the real-life events of one man's relentless pursuit for freedom. Al, or Mr. Huff, and Christy Joe Huff Johnson, uh, th- that is the father-daughter team that, I'm, that has authored this book. I think this is fascinating. You guys know that we, I clearly talk about the Lord every show. That's what we do. Bold truth, raw faith. You guys know that. But this is a perspective of a young man who escaped from Czechoslovakia right after World War II, became a believer and has really spread the gospel his whole life. I want to get into the real life events of this book, but let me introduce my guests to the show uh, so we can let them do most of the talking. I want to save as much time as I can. Welcome to the show, Christy Joe Huff Johnson, and we're going to call him Mr. Huff for the uh, for for our show today. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great, Autumn. Thank you so much for having us on the show today. And I'm okay too. I'm so glad to have you. Hello, Patty. Hi, Christy. <laughs> Hi, Adam. Hello, hello, hello. Now, you guys uh, live, are separated. So we're, as, as my listeners know, we've been um, doing a lot of the sh- all the shows by Zoom just because of the stay-at-home orders and social distancing and stuff like that. But so you've co-authored this book. I want to start before I even get into the guts of the book. What is it like, Christy Joe, to write a book with your father? Well, listen, thanks for asking that question. I think that's the key question here. And let me just first say in answering that question, Autumn, how incredibly proud of my parents I am. You know, my mom's uh, book is, her name is not on the front cover of the book, but she had just as much input with her story. And uh, I'm just so proud of them because I just have to tell you that my dad's tenacity in making sure that this story got told, I think would inspire not only his own children, grandchildren and great-grandchildren, but I think they're going to inspire the listeners and the readers of this book to search for their own story. So it was a fascinating time. And I'll tell you, I learned more about my parents in the months we spent really drilling down Mm. on the key points of their story than I did living with them 19 years at home before I married (laughs) in that way. So it was fascinating. That is fascinating. Mr. Huff, what's it uh, it like writing, uh, co-authoring a book with your daughter? Oh, that was such a, a great experience for us, for me and my wife. 
And I learned that if you want to hear from your daughter every day, just ask her to write a book with you. <laughs> That's but a good way to make communication strong. I love that. Yeah, but in all seriousness, Christy Jo, she heard us and she listened. And then she translated our innermost thoughts down on a paper. And she did so precisely and passionately and truthfully. Mm. She worked hard to get every details right. And she knew that truth was so important to us. It mm. was as if she got down into our souls and she relived our lives with us. Wow. She took you the know, journey with us. Yeah, you know, Daddy, we were we really did too, because there were a lot of tears in those moments. And you know. I think too, if I could go back autumn and just uh, maybe interject one more thought about what it was like, I think I would have to pull out two words that for me, it was a gift to be able to write this book with my parents. And I'll tell you why, you know, for many years, I viewed my parents like, like a lot of, you know, kids that are raised in good homes. And I was raised in a good Christian home. And, you know, I think for so many years, I viewed my parents as strong and steadfast. You know, you kind of feel like your parents can do it all. They can answer any question that you have as a kid. But really during the writing process of this book, through multiple FaceTimes and calls and tears and laughter, and yeah, there were some disagreements at times too, because we just couldn't agree on timelines and such, but there was such a coming together. And, you know, I, I realized that, you know what, my parents are just like the rest of us. They're dealing with or attempting to make peace with life events that simply rocked their world. And I think sometimes as young teenagers, we don't take our parents' story really true to heart. And I think it took me, gosh, until I, I, I just turned, you know, 60. And I got to tell you, it took me this long and through the writing process of the book to really learn to love and appreciate my parents' journey. Wow, that's beautiful. I love that you described um, your dad as tenacious and he has uh, a tenacious quality about him, yeah. which you would have to have if you are escaping Czechoslovakia after World War II. The title of the book is called Escape to Freedom, the real life events of one man's relentless pursuit for freedom of uh, uh, Mr. Huff, Al Huff, and Christy Joe Huff Johnson. They co-authored it. You could get the book on Amazon or, or uh, you could go to their website, escapetofreedombook.com. I want to talk about the escape and um, and really maybe even backtrack a little bit uh, before that for Mr. Huff. Mr. Huff, what was it like living through World War II? Well, that was hard for us, especially the children, because the Germans, you know, they, uh, they started with attacking Czechoslovakia first. Actually, Czechoslovakia was first after... The Germans took over Austria. We, the Czechoslovakian state, was the next one. But mm. the Hitler, he wanted just a Sudetenland. But once the English and the French gave him the Sudetenland, he was not uh, satisfied with us. Then he took over the whole Czechoslovakia. And that's what happened to us. We were kind of depending on England and France to help us. But in the end, they deserted us, and we became under Germany, and we had to live through this. 
was terrible. And and I think, Dad, too, if I could interject, Autumn, I think one of the things that the book really points out is that for my dad, his journey was different than my mother's journey. She suffered terrible abuses because she lived in the Sudetenland and was ejected. Mm. But, but my father's journey really centered around as a child. And Dad, you can expound on this, how difficult it was living as a child with those specific anxieties of worrying about having to turn your quote unquote disloyal parents into the state authorities. Literally, and dad could share this story in more detail, but you know, the, the, the authorities would come to the elementary school while my dad was growing up and they would say, listen, here's what we want you to do kids. You go home and if your parents express any disloyalty to the German regime, we want you to come back and tell your teachers and they will report wow. the state police. So, you know, think about right now the world that we're living in. I have grandchildren. My grandchildren are nervous about living in a world of COVID. Yeah. They, go, they go out, sorry, they see masks. They see people wearing gloves. They don't know if they're going to catch this virus. So translate that back into my dad's world growing up, always going to school, fearing whether or not the Gestapo was going to come and harm the children or harm one of their family members. So I'm, I've got in the notes here, um, as children, uh, Mr. Huff, you and your wife experienced bomb drills during elementary school, um, executions, which is, I mean, just, you know, put your, in 2020, you know, we don't see that. Um, trainloads of multitude of wounded and dismembered soldiers. Um, you dodged bullets. Uh, there were massive craters in the ground left by bombs that were dropped on your playgrounds. Uh, living in ditches and horse, sta horse stables and refugee camps became refugee camps became your temporary homes. So this life, which we, I watch a documentary to educate myself on, you, this was your reality. Um, Mr. Huff, anyone would want to get out of a situation like that. When did you know uh, that you had to get out of that situation and how did you get out of it? You see, what you described was really my wife's life. After the war ended, she suffered the most. For, for years, they went from Czechoslovakia to Austria. Then they had to go back to Germany and so on. I, after the war, we lived for three years uh, like uh, free people in Czechoslovakia. But that all ended in 1948. That's where the communists took over again, Czechoslovakia. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't stand it. I didn't have no future there. And that's where I decided to to escape to Germany, to West and Germany, where the American army was and so on. And I felt so safe to get there. And it was my my desire to get to freedom. Yeah, and, and Dad, expound on that a little bit, because we need to really make clear to our listeners that you were the ringleader. There was a group of four young men but you were the one that pulled together the plan with your buddies to say, I'm out of here. I can't take this anymore. And you created a plan to escape across the border. 
into wow. Germany because you wanted freedom that desperately. Yes, that's what is it. Yeah, uh-huh. I would love to hear that story. Could you tell us a short version of that story? I'm, I say short, that's really funny, but could you could you tell us a little bit of what that was like? To escape across the borders, you mean? Yes. Well, that was a kind of exciting, but it was such a fear because we didn't know what the next few minutes would bring to us as we was, you know, we was in the last city of uh, in Hed, Czechoslovakia, and it was like eight miles to the border between Germany and Czechoslovakia. And actually, the last couple of miles, we actually crawled on our bellies wow. to reach the border. And then, you know, we we could hear the dogs barking, and, mm -hmm. and then we, we seen a soldier, so we thought we would just run toward the soldier. We didn't know whether it was uh, on our side or on German side, but we've seen the soldier, he, was pulling, putting the gun from his shoulders. So uh, we was four of us. So the oldest ones, he says, let's just give out, uh, put our hands up. We don't know if we're on the right side or not. So we came closer and then we seen that was a, a German uniform. So we were happy that we was on a German side or, or out of Czechoslovakia. And that's how we escaped. And, and then he took us uh, to, to the city of Balsasen, and then they interrogated, get, interrogated us, and then they put us in jail overnight. So that was our escape to freedom, so to speak. So you went to jail, and then uh, how long were you in jail? Just over the night, you know, just overnight. And, uh, and then the next day, the police just gave us a piece of paper where to go, and they says, you go to the city of Tirschenreuth. And, uh, you know, so when we got out of jail, we seen a sign there, Tirschenreuth, 18 kilometers. So we had a walk there, the 18 kilometers, and we didn't have no food or nothing to report, uh, you know, Tirschenreuth to the American uh, CIC. And we was, we stayed there for two days. They interrogated us because many of the communists sent their spies that way into the West. So they thought we was one of those spies or something like this. So for two days, they interrogated us till they were comfortable that we are freely, uh, really uh, uh, leaving the communists and, and want to go to freedom. Yeah, and Dad, you might just want to expound a little bit for Autumn and the listeners that, you know, you conjured up this plan to escape to what you thought was going to be freedom, and yet after your experience in the jail and when they interrogated you, they actually deported you to a refugee camp where you became a displaced person. And Dad, it was really a precious moment for me because when we first started the audio recordings to uh, combine the notes together on writing this book, there was one time where we had to stop the recording because I could tell that you were really struggling. And I don't know, I felt it in my spirit, Autumn, and I had to just lean over and grab my dad's hand and we both teared up. And, you know, to see your adult father and those beautiful blue eyes of his, you know, mm -hmm. swelling up with tears and then eventually tears rolling down his cheeks. And I looked at him, took his hand and I said, Daddy, were you suicidal in that refugee camp? And so 
you know, I think dad, dad's life points that all these hardships that you go through are just really tools in the hand of the Lord to bring you back to himself. And uh, so, you know, this story has an ongoing message, but I think when we think sometimes that we escape to freedom, we don't really realize that God has a bigger journey for us. And I think that's exactly what my father experienced. I'm so glad that you chimed in there, Christy Joe. I think it's, you know, we, you, you, you know, just, just being a history buff myself and watching um, your documentaries on World War II, you hear about refugee camps, you know, you, you hear about all that stuff, but actually living that, um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know that anyone could, could imagine that. And uh, Mr. Huff, I want to ask you, because I know you're a man of faith, when did you accept, hear about Christ, accept to measure Savior? And was that the, um, how did that change the trajectory of your life? If you could talk about your faith a little bit. Okay. Well, that happened about four years later after I got to know my wife and we got married. And by the time we had ordered two children and we wanted to emigrate to the United States. And I did some exploring, and uh, and at once uh, that couple came to us, older couple, and they said they were Americans. I thought they were sent by the CIA uh, to check on us uh, because we wanted to uh, emigrate to the U.S. And then, you know, he asked me one question. He says, if you die today, where would you go? And mm-hmm. I, at that time, I was uh, in Catholic religion, so I answer him like any Catholic would answer. I says, no one can know this. First you die and then you end up someplace, but I didn't know where. And then he says, if I could show you in the word of God that you could be sure of your destination. I says, I would like to see it. Wow. So that's where he told me about Jesus, that he is the only way to God. And by, you know, when... When we received him, our life changed immediately. Even though we didn't know much about the Bible, but we knew that Jesus who saved us. Mm. And it was so tremendous for us, for me and my wife. So um, after you, so this is before you came over to the United States. Yeah, uh-huh. that was about six months before we sailed to the U.S. So you come over to the United States. You're leaving Germany at this point. How did you, how did you get over here? Cause I know you, you were a successful, you're retired now, but yeah. we're a successful businessman in Michigan. So talk to me about that transition. Okay. Uh, you mean from, uh, you see, I didn't get it or from uh, what point you want me to uh, From Germany. How did you get, how did you and your wife get from Germany over to the United States after becoming a uh, believer? Okay. So we, we went through uh, the Czechoslovakian refugee organization and they found a, a sponsor for me in Chicago. And by the time we already had two children and we were supposed to sail from, U, uh, from Germany to the U.S. Uh, that would be in March, uh, late in March of 19, 1956. Okay. Okay. So you, you, came here and in 1956 yes. and created a new life you 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 escaped to freedom not only physically but spiritually as well um talk to me a little bit about 
your work and because I know that you are an evangelist in, in uh, local jails in Michigan um, and you share the gospel and you, I think it's called, you call it a book of life that you take with you. And every time someone gets saved, they oh, sign yeah. the book. Tell me about um, just what you've done in your work with the jail, the, the jail system. Okay, uh, Autumn, can I do this? This is Christy Joe. Can I set this up for you a minute? Because I think there's a real key part of the story that dad failed to share. And this, this, this points out, Autumn, to how important that people who bring us to Christ, they stay with us through the journey. The couple that led my parents to Christ in Germany were called the Lukashids. The Lukashids did something really incredible. They knew mom and dad were headed to the big city of Chicago, and they knew that that frightened my mother especially. She didn't like the idea of raising her children in an environment in a massive city like Chicago, and she had heard stories about that, and it really concerned her. So what did the missionary couple do? They didn't just bring my parents to Christ. They made sure that they were settled in a good place, and so they sent a letter ahead of my parents. And while my parents were sailing for 10 days on the ship to New York, they contacted this little precious couple in Michigan, a little city called Hudsonville, Michigan, outside of Grand Rapids, and said, do you have a place for this young couple? They just committed their lives to Christ. They've got two little kids. We need to help them out. They need to be discipled in Christ. That's exactly what happened. So my parents really took a detour. When they ended up in Michigan, this couple discipled my parents, taught my parents the word of God, stayed with them. And so that's how my parents really got grounded. That's great. But that's an important message to point out here uh, in my parents' journey. And then what happened from there was my dad just used that tenacity, that same tenacity that he, you know, invoked within himself to come up with the escape, to live in a refugee camp to be able to, you know, head to a brand new world that he didn't know anything about and just start a brand new life mm. in Michigan. And that's what ultimately brought him into the jails. Mm. And Dad, do you want to tell a little bit about how you got started in the jail ministry? We only have a couple, a couple minutes, and I hate that, but I would love to hear that. Okay. Well, ever since we came to the U.S., I tried to witness to other people. And of course, yeah, with foreign accent, I didn't spoke very good English then. But anyway, I gave up gospel tracks and so on. And then when, when I retired, uh, they, there was an announcement uh, in our church that they needed people for the jail ministry. And I told my wife, this is something I think I would like to do since I was retired already. So I started to, to go to jail. And then we stayed for two hours with the inmates right in jail. So I started to tell him what happened to me, how I got saved, how I would get, got to know Jesus Christ. And then I would ask him right away, I says, would you like to receive Christ? Would you like this new life, which is only in Christ? And then one by one, they started to receive him. So I thought, I just would like to kind of know. So I started a book of life, you know, so to speak. And when any inmate received Christ, I let him put, put the name in there and the date which, when it happened. So that's why I just have this little book of life with me. And by the time I ended, I went to 18, for 18 years into jail. 
and I was able to lead over 2,000 inmates to Christ. Wow. Wow. I love this. I wish I could talk to you guys all day. I clearly didn't even scratch the surface of the story. Now, this is the first book in a trilogy. Um, uh, the name of the book that we've been talking about today is Escape to Freedom, The Real Life Events of One Man's Relentless Pursuit for Freedom. Authors are Al Huff and Christy Joe John, uh, Huff Johnson. Uh, you can get this book on Amazon or you can go to the website Escape to Freedom Book. And I encourage you, my listeners out there, to do that because of this simple reason. You know, sometimes we think that, the, the especially right now, uh, the coronavirus, we're all scared. We all kind of don't know what the future holds. But this will help you shift your perspective. Yeah. Um, this will help you understand that there are people out there that have lived through worse right. than shutdowns. It's crazy even to put those in the same category, but what we're facing today really pales in comparison to what Mr. Huff has, and his wife has gone through. And it will shift your perspective to look at freedom differently and to also look at hope and where hope is truly found. Go pick up this book. Mr. Huff, Christy Joe, Huff Johnson, thank you so much for being on my show today. Oh, you're Autumn. welcome. You're thank welcome. you, Autumn. We appreciate it. I know that these, these three books will challenge a lot of people. And thank you to all my listeners for listening. You know how much I love you. And we do not put information on this show that I don't think will bring life to you in your life. Um, so go pick up this book. I'll see you tomorrow right back here on The Autumn Mile Show. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.